Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nadie and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nadie and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host with the most, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadie, of course, and with me as always, and I did listen to past episodes, and I have said this before, my good friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing well. Could, could we maybe bump it up to great? Like, here's my great friend. And then maybe go from there to be best friend. Maybe if we are more on a consistent basis of recording episodes, then <laughs> yes, I could totally see okay. that happening. I have to earn your trust. I understand. If you are still listening, you will have realized that, again, it's been a while since we recorded. You know, life happens. Second child happens. That's right. At the time of this recording, I do have child number two, baby Joseph. He is here and he is cute and he is uh, obsessed with his mom because, you know, food and he poops and he sleeps sometimes and he does all the things that a baby does because he's a baby. That makes sense. Nathan, have you been... um... This is this is a husband question. Have you been taking care of your wife? Have you been like helping out, getting her some sleep? I guess you can you, you know, help feed the baby or is that like mm? Well, we don't <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have the technology to do that. So, <laughs> I haven't really been able to help feed, but it's funny though because he's been kind of okay. Like he sleeps pretty good and he eats when he needs to. It's mostly been our daughter who's uh, having issues wanting to go to sleep. Oh, that's a good point. So I guess you could help a lot by taking care of Anna. Moving on to really big, exciting new journey that we're going on to, other than being the father of a new child. Yeah, we're officially, officially starting season two. This is the first episode of season two of Nanny and Katie at the movies. Season one was all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Been there, done that. Don't need to waste my time with that anymore, even though I can't wait for all the movies and TV shows that are coming out pretty soon. Anyways, what's happening for for season two? You just want me to get to the point. You think I'm stalling. You think I'm taking way too long to tell everyone what we're talking about. And you know what? You're right. Because what we're talking about is... Star Wars. That's right. Uh, We're journeying. Okay, stop. We don't have the rights to the whole song. Stop it. (laughs) End of text scroll. So, yes, we're doing Star Wars. (laughs) The TV shows, the movies, you know them. You may love some of them. We're going to watch every single thing that is out so far because just like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they don't know when to stop. So there are new TV shows coming out soon. The Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show with Ewan McGregor 
returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star Wars, here we are. See, I'm more of a Star Wars fan. I never really got into Star Trek, which, hey, maybe one day we'll do Star Trek because they have a crossing and time loop and all this random stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. No, that's not what we're talking, we're talking about. about what Star are we talking Trek. about? We're going to start from the very beginning because that's what, you know, it's a pretty good place to start to quote what movie? Sound of Music. Anyway, so we're going to start from the beginning. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. Oh, that makes sense. So we're going to start with episode one. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. yep, yep. Which, um, for those who are just completely living under a rock, that is not the original Star Wars. It does not begin. These ones were in what, like the early 2000s, I think 99. And then I think 2000. the first one, yeah, the first one, Phantom Menace came out in 1999, which looking back for 1999, the special effects weren't that bad for 1999. But the acting was. Let's get right into the critique. <laughs> yes, let's get right into. Uh, Katie, do you want to do the synopsis or do you want me to, you know, since I- this is season two? That's true. And and to be fair, um, I don't, I thought about how to do the synopsis. Um, the the scrolling text at the beginning of all the Star Wars movies actually does a decent job of giving you a little bit of a summary of what's going to happen. Um, so I could just quote that, but yeah, um, there's Nathan, there's so much I'm already lost. Like I'm already have a thousand questions about what's happening in this universe. So it might be better that you give us our summary. Okay. So before I actually talk about the movie itself, I think I should give somewhat of a background of where I, why these movies were made, because a lot of people, myself included, when they came out, I was like, oh, cool, Star Wars, but why are these one, two, and three when the originals were four, five, and six? Basically, they, they created these movies to give, quote-unquote, backstory of some of the popular characters from the original movies. So these characters include Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, who is like, you know, the ultimate big bad in Star Wars universe. And, of course, everyone was always wondering, how did the Emperor become such a bad guy? I say that sarcastically because my view of the prequels is that I liked the mystery behind the villains of the original Star Wars movies, like Darth Vader the big mystery was revealed later in the second original star Wars movie. So to me, that was kind of like, Ooh, a big reveal. I didn't need to know, in my opinion, didn't need to know how he became Darth Vader. Didn't really care. Uh, I think it's important. I think, I think it's especially to know the man behind the mask. But if these movies did not exist, would you, would, would you be devastated that you didn't know? Mm, That's a good point. I feel like, Darth Vader is still Darth Vader, regardless. And and with Darth Vader, I can kind of understand a little bit. Like, people are interested in the backstory. But the one I was completely like, why are they doing this? Is the Emperor himself. Like, he's the ultimate, ultimate big bad in the original Star Wars movies. He he was always he always had the, the hoodie over his face, so you couldn't really see who he was. He was always, you know, soaked in mystery. And, and that's what made him such a good villain. Cause you didn't really know where exactly he came from. And I will say this fast forwarding to the sequel trilogy, which most recently came out. 
people were so mad because they set up these characters and they didn't know who they were. And then they didn't like when they explained who they were because it ended up not really being that big of a deal of who these characters were. And I think people were so upset by that because of how much of a deep backstory we got in the prequel movies. So that's my two cents. That's a very summarized rant of. Yeah. Yeah. That was a total rant, total rant. And we don't even have time for the synopsis. Well, now I'm getting to it. So basically what this movie is, it's the beginning of the journey of little Anakin Skywalker, father of Luke Skywalker. Oh, did I just spoil something? Well, if you don't know, then you don't know. (laughs) So Anakin Skywalker is the character who eventually becomes, spoiler alert, Darth Vader. So of course we have to see him as a small child played by... I really feel bad for this kid. Child, child. I I feel bad for this guy because he actually ended up going into a deep depression because of how how many people like trashed him for this movie alone. Jake Wait, Lloyd, the child, the little kid. Yeah, Jake Lloyd uh, from uh, Jingle All the Way fame. He played the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Jingle All the Way. He plays Anakin Skywalker and. I don't know. I'm going to blame the script. It was a terrible script. The, the lines were terrible. Everything was terrible about this movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So you have these two Jedi, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, who are hired by Queen Amidala to find out all this shady business going on before you know the Empire actually gets built up. There's already shady business going on in the galaxy. Well, these Jedi go to see what's going on and they get bombarded. It's a, it's a trap. They're set up and they have to fight all these people. And then they meet Anakin. And then you find out that Queen Amidala was actually not Queen Amidala. Her Queen Amidala is actually one of her servant ladies and played by Natalie Portman. And they also get introduced to one of the most annoying characters in the Star Wars universe, Jar Jar Binks, who... Yeah, he's super annoying. And you'll notice that as the movies go on, he says less and less because he was so annoying. Anakin Skywalker and his mother, they're both owned by this flying blue guy. Can't remember his name. That's how much I didn't care about these prequel movies. And there's pod racing, which was actually pretty cool. Pod racing. They fly these spaceships. They race. Anakin says he's really good, but then you find out he's never actually won a pod race. He's never finished one. Yeah, but because he's like five years old. Well, because of script, he wins the pod race and gets set free, but his mother doesn't. So his mother's left behind. Anakin goes with these Jedi to become a Jedi and Yoda and Samuel L. Jackson, who's also a Jedi in this movie, say, hey, there's much fear in this kid, which is foreshadowing what's going to happen later on. But Qui-Gon Jinn's like, uh, 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 he's the one, he's the prophecy, he's going to bring balance to the Force, which again foreshadows what's go, what goes on in the original Star Wars movies. So all this is going on, and in the background there's this big battle about to occur called the Clone Wars, which is basically where stormtroopers come from. Stormtroopers are basically a clone of one person made into this big army of people. If you didn't know that, Katie, you're making a confusing face. 
and I'm, I'm giving you the answer. Now, who is the father of all these clones? Django Fett. If that last name sounds familiar, that's the father of Boba Fett. And Django Fett, the, see, did you even watch the movie? The actor who plays <laughs> the actor who plays Django Fett actually comes back in the Boba Fett TV show from Disney Plus to play a Boba Fett. That's right. So all this happens in this very first movie, and it ends with Anakin Skywalker being trained to be a Jedi by Obi Wan Kenobi. Notice how I didn't say Qui-Gon Jinn. Because in the midst of this movie, you're introduced to another big bad called Darth Maul. He's kind of like the Darth Vader of this movie. So mm -hmm, him, mm -hmm. Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Qui-Gon Jinn all fight each other in an epic, I will say this, this and the pod racing were the two best parts of this movie. They do this epic fight scene. Qui-Gon Jinn gets killed. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, I don't think so. So he slices a Darth Maul in half and he falls into a giant chasm which of course you think hey he's probably dead but we'll get to that later so again the movie ends with obi-wan kenobi training uh anakin skywalker but also i forgot to say they're also hinting even though i don't know how old anakin's supposed to be and i don't know how amadala's how old amadala's supposed to be or padme that's her name i don't know how they're how old they're supposed to be but they're already hinting that they're they're gonna like each other and it's kind of creepy in this movie. Because, again, he's like you said, he's like, what, seven? And she's probably yeah, a yeah. teenager. Yeah, they definitely make him out to be like elementary school and maybe her being like high school, which is like in adulthood. I feel like it's not that drastic of a difference. But at that age, yes. I tried to look up some fun facts because I had trouble. I had so much trouble figuring out when the queen... And her handmaid or like maiden were switched. So like she tries to kind of go undercover a lot of times. So sometimes you're watching the movie and like it's actually her maid who is dressed up in all the makeup, like pretending to be the queen. Um, but legitimately, like not only did it fool like a decoy in the movie, but it was also like a decoy to me watching it. I can never tell. Guess who's playing the maid? Did you know this? It's Kiera Knightley. Hmm. I'm like, wait, Natalie Portman and Keira Knightley, like they pretty much do favor each other. But in this movie, hard to tell the difference. And I actually saw a fact that the um, Natalie Portman's own mother, whenever they were in costume, couldn't tell which one was her own daughter because it was so <laughs> there's like apparently whole websites dedicated to like helping you know when it's which actress. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that 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 was kind of confusing because I'm like, why wouldn't they just have Natalie Portman play the queen in the makeup for almost that whole time until it's revealed that it was a decoy, and then you have somebody else who doesn't have to have speaking lines. But sometimes yeah. it was a different actress playing the queen, and you're like, wait, isn't that? I thought Natalie Portman was in this movie, and then you see yeah. whatever handmaid, you're like, wait, that kind of looks like Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but but then in another scene, it would be Natalie Portman again. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Because I, I think the what the I think the only error there was you you need to pick someone who's like similar ish, but they went too far, like too similar. Like you needed someone that was like, okay, this is obviously not Natalie Portman. <laughs> and, and and you find out in the second one that there is sort of a moment where they like 
discuss, but they don't really go into the whole decoy thing very much. So that's why you never really know who you're listening to. Because sometimes the decoy is like talking about really serious stuff that I would think only the queen should be talking about. I'm going to say it was because they wanted us to feel what maybe the Jedi were feeling, like what Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn were feeling when they, when it was revealed that it was a decoy this whole time. And so they wanted the audience to be like, I feel like a Jedi because I was confused with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. (laughs) There you go. That's true. You can't pull, you can't pull a fast one on Jedi, but then don't they like short circuit? They basically short circuit the kind of like in, um, in what if series from Marvel where you just have to short circuit the base and then all the robots will die. So like little baby seven-year-old Anakin is able to, you know, fly the little Quinjet. What's it called? What's, I don't know what those planes are called, but he flies the spaceship. Um, Because he was doing pod racing. So he like little seven-year-old saves the day and sort of kills like thousands of robots all in one swoop. Which if you've watched the original Star Wars movies, you'll realize that that's kind of a, a homage, 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 whatever homage to what Luke Skywalker ends up doing to the Death Star. Because it's basically Anakin Mm. just shoots two little shots and hits this thing and it destroys the spaceship, which destroys, like you said, the robots. But to go back to what you're saying, how you're surprised that it wasn't a big epic battle. Katie, do you realize that the name of this movie is The Phantom Menace? It's not Attack of the Clones. That's the second one, oh. which obviously we'll talk about in the next episode. But this is the Phantom Menace, which the more I think about it, what do you think that title means? <laughs> Actually, I hadn't even thought about that because I just thought of it as episode two. But did they ever explain who who is the Phantom Menace? Is it is it the the Darth Maul? Is he supposed to be the Phantom Menace? No one can see this, but Nathan's giving me a, I have no idea. I don't, I honestly don't know because I've always like, usually the titles connect to what's going to happen in the movie. And the Phantom Menace is really open to interpretation. I guess I could it be Anakin because he's the, he's, he's a, he's like Dennis the Menace because he's a little kid. (laughs) So he's he's like, Hey, Hey, Mr. Palpatine, instead of Mr. Wilson, he's, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think you're right that this movie, like, I have not watched every Star Wars, I don't think, or maybe I have and it's been so long, but I had watched these and I was, you know, young, like nine or 10 years old. And I, I remember thinking these were awesome. Like we had all the Legos and stuff and, but going back and watching it i didn't like it like i i remember darth maul and his double lightsaber being like the most epic thing i'd ever seen like double lightsaber um and then you know they say like all the toy stores had like the green and the blue and then they also had the darth maul one that had two sides but like watching it again this time i totally agree with you like i remembered the pod racing being kind of cool but there was not much else and i i the only other thing I remembered was that Anakin had a rat tail. Not in this, not in the first one. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized he's, it was the next one. He's just a child. 
I thought I do remember. I'm excited for episode two because I remember thinking that Anakin was so hot. I was like, he is so cute with his little rat tail. Except he was not. I did not think the seven year old version was hot. Well, not to spoil anything for anybody, but Katie and I have already discussed a little bit of episode two. And she's already admitted to me that she only watched 15 minutes of it. All you need is 15 minutes because you realize that Natalie Port, that uh, the Queen Abadala and Anakin are going to fall in love and they're going to have a baby. It's, it's that's all you need. I think we kind of went over what we liked, the pod racing, and I still think every time I hear that duel of the fates music, which is the name of the song that they play during the epic lightsaber battle, even though I I still think this movie's terrible that music is still really cool to me and i still get goosebumps because it's just to me it's one of the most besides the star wars theme song and the imperial march music i think duel of the fates is up there with some of the most iconic star wars music of all time my critique was just that not the acting necessarily but like you said the lines like it just felt really cheesy and forced Jar Jar Binks, I remember thinking was funny when I first watched it. It was really annoying. I thought it was kind of cool. It almost like he almost had a dialect kind of like maybe the Gullah people in South Carolina. So I thought it was cool. And it's cool until you're trying to like follow what's happening. And then you're like, we had the subtitles on and they were making it worse. At the time, it's like, oh, we we need to have some kind of comic relief. Let's create this whole character who and not just add little humor here and there. Let's just create this whole character that will be our comic relief. And I think it really backfired, which is unfortunate because George Lucas, the maker and creator of the original Star Wars movies, created the prequel movies. So that's what was so shocking about it too, is that it wasn't worse. some random <laughs> guy. Got, got worse as a director. And let's go straight to our rating. So If you followed us season one, we did the Infinity Stones. Obviously, we're not doing that because we've moved on. So, Katie, I I probably should have thought of this before we started recording. I don't know what our rating system should be. Here here I was thinking you, I thought you were just about to announce it. Can you do lightsaber length? I'm just kidding. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Star Wars universe. Ben, do you have any ideas? No, he said all done. He's he's a uh, motion jazzing. all done. He's just like let's do jazz. There you go. Well, we'll table it for now, but maybe maybe for now we'll give it an infinity stone rating. Uh, and I'm going to give it an infinity stone rating of um, three. Infinity stone of three. Okay, okay. Uh, I'd probably give give it a, a two and a half. Just because I liked the pod racing and I liked the duel of the fates. I liked the music. I liked the whole fight scene. So I would give it a two and a half. But we really got to come up with a rating system because I feel you're right. You're right. I'll think on it. I I just feel Um, bad for using Infinity Stones when we're not doing Marvel anymore. I know. Well, that's a temporary placeholder. Um, Maybe we could do it, you know, length of your rat tail, um, like one inch to it. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to episode two. I think that it does build. I think maybe I will appreciate episode one more after watching the rest of episode two. 
Well, this has been, again, the first episode of Season 2. I'm super excited about going on this Star Wars journey through the galaxy in our very own podcast version of the Millennium Falcon, which doesn't exist yet. Oh, okay. true. Would you like to take us away with possibly a Star Wars quote? I don't know if you know any. Uh, I do, actually. It's the most popular one. And may everyone have the Force be with you. Wait, did you just say may everyone have the Force be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.